Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Wednesday, August 16th. It's five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. He's on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. I'm there as well. Casey Daniels 317. We're both on YouTube right now at Kendall and Casey in the YouTube search bar. Okay, so what is this award? It is the Torchbearer Award. It's a major award. Yes. A major award bestowed on Hoosier women, uh-huh. a prestigious recognition for oh, Hoosier women. Sure. Uh, it's it's given out annually, mm-hmm. right? And it is supposed to go to Indiana women who make a difference in their communities. So you might have somebody you would think who like runs a soup kitchen mm. or, you know, someone who volunteers in their community or, you know, Sally uh, works a full time job. And in and in between, she's a crossing guard that helps the, you know, the children get to school safely each day. You know, when I think of like women, you know, that are doing things for society, the betterment of society, really making it a better place to live. Those are the sort of things you would think might be at the top of the list. Okay, so the Indiana Commission for Women describes the Torchbearer Award uh-huh. uh, as going to recipients who are pioneers in oh, their industries sure. or throughout their life, uh-huh. face tough choices or obstacles, right. demonstrated character, mm-hmm. made significant contributions to their communities, yeah. stepped forward as leaders by breaking down barriers, and made lasting legacy. Okay, so it's very important that you read the description there mm-hmm. because of those things. So like... Um, Pioneers in their industry, mm-hmm. faced tough choices or obstacles, demonstrated character, made significant contributions to their communities, stepped forward as leaders by breaking down barriers, and made lasting legacies. Of those descriptions, mm-hmm. I would not think proudly being a person who murders innocent babies would qualify you based on those descriptions, but apparently... Uh, murdering innocent babies, and that is your real only claim to fame or notoriety. Oh, and then flapping your gums to the media about how you murder innocent babies. Uh, that That is part of it as well, because, well, look at who they uh, tried to give the award to, Casey. Yeah, uh, they tried to give the award to Dr. Caitlin Bernard. And you may remember her mm-hmm. from such things as doing the abortion on the little girl from, I believe it was Ohio, mm-hmm. who came here. Mm-hmm. And then she couldn't get to the media fast enough to let everybody know she was the one who had done the abortion. Yeah. But it has been rejected. Yes. And that is because her of her case before the medical licensing board. Yes, yeah, so... Uh, which t- resulted in a reprimand. Yes. Yeah, you can't so, reprimand somebody and then give them an award for being a beacon of light. Well, well, and this is why these awards are just just stupid. And once upon a time, I'm sure there was merit to things like the Sagamore. I know many great people who have achieved Sagamore, the Wabash Awards, which is our state's, you know, was, is, whatever, our state's highest award. But then... Certainly under Mike Pence, and it has continued under Holcomb, it's basically been just a lot of, hey, this is my political buddy. And again, it should in no way demean people. A lot of great people have Sagamores, but they've diluted for those people what it means by giving them out left and right. And the fact that this woman, Caitlin Bernard, whose claim to fame 
is that she lo- she is very proud to do abortions, which is the killing of innocent, defenseless babies. And by the way, we're going to get into various, well, we can't even say politicians. We're going to say want to be politicians who are resoundingly rejected by the voters, even though they were running against arguably the worst person to ever seek statewide office in Indiana history. We're going to get into on-demand abortion advocates for wannabe politicians and how that went for them a little bit later in our show. But that is sick that that is this woman's claim to fame. She is very proud of what she does. She was more than willing to talk to the media about performing that on that on that little girl. And this organization thinks that that is someone we should lift up as the best amongst women in the state of Indiana. I mean, look, look, there's 7 million plus people. If you we just say, hey, it's 50-50, that gives you 3.5 million women to choose from. And this is the... Look, I don't agree with Holcomb on much of anything. And he did it in the absolute uh, least bold way possible. But Holcomb came out and defended them not giving her this award. Yeah. Um, because that's sick and pathetic that they wanted to lift this person up as yeah. someone we should all aspire to be like. Yeah, so they had recommended that Dr. Caitlin Bernard be given this torchbearer award, but then Eric Holcomb said, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, he was asked about that, if she was deserving of the award, and he said there's going to be a time to make that decision, but it won't be right now. See, and this is the Holcomb stuff where everybody should just look at that guy and point at him and laugh because he's a pathetic, disgusting human being. How could there ever be a time, whether she's in front, she being this Caitlin Bernard, is in front of the medical licensing board or not, whether she made a mistake on a technicality that got her in hot water related to her profession, it will not change the fact that tomorrow, the next day, whenever she's not in front of the licensing board anymore, when this case is adjudicated, that she will be a person who advocates and is a a cheerleader for people being able to slaughter innocent babies in a state that just passed one of the most pro-life pieces of legislation in the entire country, which Eric Holcomb signed into law, by the way. It wasn't like Holcomb said, well, I don't really think we should be doing that and vetoed it, and it was a veto override. He said, yes, I agree. That's what we should be as a society. How could there ever be a time for a person whose notoriety and claim to fame is for murdering innocent babies, which is what an abortion is, how could there ever be a time for that person to be recognized as one of the best amongst us? Well, Holcomb said that because of that legal saga surrounding the doctor, she's not getting this award. Uh, ultimately, she was given a reprimand and fined $3,000 and is not getting the torchbearer award from the state. And again, there will be people out there who will say, well, she was just helping that poor child. She she is way beyond helping little kids. It's not like, oh, I just did this one out of a sense of obligation. She's very proud of the work she does. And there are a lot of people that she is, according to her, that she's proud of this has happened to that are not innocent little kids. Right. She is an advocate for abortion, not for little kids who are the victim of a sexual assault of some sort. And by the way. She went to the media because she wanted the media to know, I'm the person who has done this. She sought out attention. If it was really about helping that little girl, wouldn't you have just kept your mouth shut? Mm-hmm. If it really was about helping this, this innocent victim and doing my, you know, I'm going begrudgingly, as, but it is my obligation as a provider. It wasn't about that. 
She's proud of this. She's proud of abortion. She wants it to be legal. She wants it to happen. She's made that very clear. Well, yeah, I mean, she went to the media and used it to not only virtue signal, but also further her cause. And the fact that whole, I mean, how hard would it have been for Eric Holcomb to come out and say, no, she's not getting this award. And no, she will never get this award because we are a state that values life. We are a state that values innocent, defenseless babies. And as long as I am governor, this woman will never get any sort of positive recognition whatsoever. But of course, he couldn't say that because... Holcomb has no hair on his peaches. He has no intestinal fortitude. And he has to do this word salad where he tries to be as least offensive as possible and try to keep as many of his elitist friends as possible happy, yet still appeal to what he knows are the majority of Hoosiers. We were so close. You were you were agreeing with Eric Holcomb yep. for... Oh, man. What, do we have a clock on that? Was that like a second? Because you do agree with his decision not to give this woman the award. But as you said, he 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 word salad. Yeah, he did. He did. He got he got close. I was about to almost say something nice about Holcomb. And then I thought I can't do that because (laughs) I know Holcomb. I know what he's doing. You see it every single time with him. Um, Speaking of someone we also unfortunately know, the president of the United States, Casey. Here he is lying again. He claims that uh, Joe Biden claiming that he reduced the debt by one point seven trillion dollars. Let's take a listen. And unlike the last president, in my first two years in office, even with all we've done, I'm the first one to cut the federal debt by $1,700,000,000. How much? $1,700,000,000. Cut. Okay. Okay, so this is one of these things where he's lying. Okay, mm-hmm. that absolutely didn't happen, nor is it anywhere close, because under Biden, this is according to the website, uh, thebalancemoney.com, the national debt was... 20 in 2020 was uh, 27.7 trillion dollars the national debt entering entering this year so through 2022 was 30.8 trillion so casey i don't know if you can add uh 30.8 minus 27.7 that's 3.1 trillion Mm -hmm. that is just into this year and it is now the national debt is now over 32 trillion so if we take 32 trillion which it's now more than that but let's just say it's 32 trillion and we subtract that from 27.7 you get roughly on again public school math i was there before it was woke so everyone's got to kind of you know work with me here that's what like about 4.3 mm-hmm. is that right so that would mean biden has added at least 4.3 trillion to the national debt it goes up every year every budget has uh which is why we had to you may remember this, approved the debt ceiling. Remember yeah. how adamant he was the debt ceiling be raised? Well, how is it possible, Casey, that you could have cut the national debt while you are adamant the debt ceiling must be raised? Yes, exactly. Do you think that he, does he know, is he intentionally lying or is he just so incompetent and out of it that he just doesn't even yes. know? Like, which one yes. is it? Is he trying to gaslight everybody yes. thinking that he's doing such a great job or is he seriously not with it that he can't do the math? Yes. Now, what he's doing is, because he's old and a buffoon and feeble-minded, is he is <laughs> uh, confusing the deficit, the mm-hmm. yearly deficit, yeah. with the national debt. However, his version of cutting the yearly deficit was based on 
Trump's COVID year being the baseline where the federal government, which he was wholly supportive of, printed $5 trillion. Well, just because you ran a deficit of $1.7 less than the $5 trillion that they printed during COVID, you're still adding to the national debt. You're just not adding as much as the guy was the year before you. So he's confusing those two things. But he's also a pathological liar. So yes to all of your questions. And here's the interesting thing. He's standing here pointing, almost doing the yelling thing, the first one to cut the federal debt. And he's standing in front of a Bidenomics sign. (laughs) Still trying to sell that. And it's clearly not working for anyone. It is 17 minutes after uh, 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Y- yes, when we come back, mm-hmm. uh, it has been a long time since we have had a Duke of Spendingburg uh, segment. And the Duke <laughs> of Spendingburg, our old pal Todd Young, the highest spending Republican in the U.S. Senate, uh, he is uh, very, uh, very upset that you like Donald Trump. Okay, that's coming up. Yes. Yes, the answer to your question is yes. You absolutely, Casey Daniels, could make more with an OnlyFans account than you could working here. I I love what Kevin said. We were talking about OnlyFans, and Rob's trying to convince me to open up an OnlyFans account. And he's saying, you don't even have to do anything sexual. (laughs) Just just sit there. And I was like, what? And then, Kevin, what did you say? I said, men will pay your bills if you let them. Yes. And it's true. Here, look, here's the thing. And, and and Kev and I were having an in-depth conversation about OnlyFans off air. And I think Kev's right. The initial premise of OnlyFans mm-hmm. was for, for musician-type people to support bands you really liked but may not have a record deal, may, you know, have trouble getting out on the road. And, hey, we're going to support you because we're sort of this, you know, community here, hence OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and as with everything else, it was corrupted by women and pornography Uh but blame the women for that here's the thing casey and Mm -hmm. kevin is right and i will try to articulate this in a better way than kevin did uh you are a very charming engaging woman you are well assembled and as such there are many many people out there who would pay for a feeling of that connection okay so you would not have to, and look, everyone's own moral compass. Like, okay, remove OnlyFans. Let's just remove the name OnlyFans from the equation. Mm-hmm. Is it really that much different than having a website where you interact with broadcaster as a broadcaster where you would interact with your subscribers? You subscribe to my podcast, and then lots of people have these now where you know you pay a premium and in addition to the podcast you get it ad free and then once a week we have a weekly chat together right. do like a live feed yeah like on facebook you're a, a mm-hmm. good looking woman you mm-hmm. like to take pictures of yourself and <laughs> you do you do take oh come on on the t- instagram the tiktok the okay. twitter there's nothing wrong with that okay. i'm not saying that to be critical i'm saying why wouldn't you monetize that and just like a podcast, create photos that people can only consume mm-hmm. if they're a subscriber, stop giving it away for free, and then you have some sort of personal interaction mm. with your with your audience. With the fans. Look at what people pay for Cameo. Yeah. And that's like two minutes. You could charge people much less and have a you know a wide ranging hey we've got 100 subscribers and the chat is friday at three o'clock and for two hours we'll answer questions and 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 engage it is that sense of connection Mm -hmm. that would matter to most people 
And I think you could be very effective at that. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's come up with a business plan. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be visual content either. You could put poetry up on there or something. <laughs> you, you think that's really going to bring them in? Well, p- guys will subscribe. <laughs> exactly. And then it they'll is... forget to unsubscribe and they'll be they'll yes. be stuck on that for several uh-huh. months. Exactly. Yes. Think about this, Casey. You have someone who is in a prison facility mm-hmm. who writes you long letters yeah. on an almost weekly basis yeah. because that person feels a sense of connection with you. Well, he does say I have a voice, the voice of an angel. Now, there are many people who probably do not go to that extent, but they still feel that sense of connection. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I'm not advocating that you do anything immoral or would break your own moral compass. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is, mm-hmm. if there are dollars on the table and you don't have to do any of that stuff, yeah. then you really, from a marketing perspective, are letting your family fortune down by not taking full advantage. <laughs> I'm letting people down. I feel like... Um, Jenny Gump from or Jenny from Forrest Gump. You know, I'm singing a song here. Yeah. And nobody wants to see, hear the song. Why That's not? That's not why they're there. But they but they but they would be. Here, look, okay. <laughs> As you know, Casey, there were been many versions of Rob Kendall's existence. <laughs> and some I'm less proud of than others. So let's just remind everybody that I am uh, just in a different, much <laughs> different place today than I was in the throes of my youth, right? <laughs> But once upon a time, I was someone who might have been familiar with the strip club industry. And and Kev is laughing because he knows where I'm going with this. The most successful strippers were not the strippers who did the VI. Don't shake your head at me. I'm, fi- I'm about to tell you how to make a huge amount of money. There's something profound The coming. most successful strippers were not the ones who did the most dances. It, were the, it was the ones who who would form connections with individual patrons, and oftentimes they didn't even have to dance at all because to the patron, Mm -hmm. it was the connection with the person because many of them were just lonely people who simply were looking for... They knew it wasn't actual companionship, but it was some form of interaction that felt like companionship that they knew would end at a designated mm-hmm. time, and that made them happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I, I need to like wash my hands after this conversation <laughs> or something. Um, if this is such a great moneymaker, your wife is beautiful. She's gorgeous. That face could, could sell, you know... A lot of things. My why why do you have her do this? She doesn't even have social media, Casey. She's too busy creating technological genius on a well, daily you're basis. You're the one who's always saying, i got to work a second job because of Biden's inflation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why don't you put your beautiful wife to work maybe, with this plan? Maybe Look. Rob needs an OnlyFans account. <laughs> He so wants it to work for him, doesn't he? Can you imagine? The people couldn't get enough. Rob had three subscribers. <laughs> this is a failing business plan. Look, you were sitting here lamenting mm-hmm. you know, various financial issues, and Kev and I tried to come up with a way to make your financial situation better. This is why- I, I so was not. You just want me to do this. Homer Simpson famously said, the lesson is never try, and Kev and I have once again have been proven, the lesson is never try, because mm-hmm. we solved your problem, and now you're angry at us. It's okay. the typical woman move. I have this egregious thing that I must address. Well, here, 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 Casey, here's a solution. What? It's not the nail. It's not the nail. Okay, it is 1027. We didn't even get to Todd Young. I know, we didn't get to Todd Young, and you've also got another story about your big TV appearance last (laughs) night we're going to get to. But coming up next, we've got voicemails. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 
Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. The phone number, 317-684-8444. It is 1033. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So you've thought it through now, haven't I have, you? Uh, top seven proven tricks to make $10,000 a month on OnlyFans every month. Yeah. yeah. See, pay-per-view content. Once you actually calm down and let the men explain it to you <laughs> during the break, you finally figured out what we were telling you is a really good business idea yes, and yes. would not violate any of your moral compasses. Yeah, you're right. You're the, right. You didn't you, see, and you've even said that you will go on my OnlyFans. I page. will appear on the OnlyFans mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. and will not violate any of my moral compass. See, you did the typical woman thing. Well, you say which OnlyFans, is, and right away it sounds well, inappropriate. But this is why... The country was, I'm just kidding. The women have done fine being in charge, but let's face it, what, there's a reason only men have been president. Yeah. And you did the typical woman thing where you reacted first. And then once the men folk had an opportunity to calmly walk you through it during the break, mm-hmm. now you're mm-hmm. seeing exactly what we were trying to tell you. Yep, I, I got it. I'm, I'm going to open it up tonight, and you'll be the first video or content on it. <laughs> and we'll see how many people come to it. Um, so we continue to get so many calls about your interpretation of Eminem's lose ra- yourself. R- yes, rapping. Uh-huh. Now you, you, what was you said that it was fine that he was saying? Uh, he says he says the word blow. Yes, and I say that that's slang for rapping. Yes, yeah. and and it had caused some alarm amongst our listeners. But you have been very adamant in your position. That it is that is fine in that context for the family friendly sort of program that mm-hmm. we put on these airwaves mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Yeah. Okay. And people have been all over the map on this. And it, okay, I am honored and always thrilled anytime someone calls our show and is passionate about what we say on these airwaves. So thank you for everyone who calls our hotline. However, I kind of wish you would be this passionate about something like property taxes. Because if you were, we might be able to get something done. So maybe if we could take the enthusiasm and vigor to make sure we know your opinion on Casey. What was the word that you said? Blow. Yeah. Uh, yes, Kev. Well, maybe we need a property tax rap. <laughs> but we did a property tax song. Yeah, yeah. but we could do a rap this time. <laughs> And we could have Eminem sing it. Yeah. That would get a lot of attention. AI Eminem. Yeah. Look, I'm just, I'm Somebody just... said yesterday we need to get Eminem on the phone and get clarification from him well, about this. <laughs> this. And this all started, Vivek Ramaswamy was covering this song at the Iowa State Fair. Yeah. And so we continue to get just a just plethora of phone calls. Uh, w- one was from our dear friend Nathan, who is our super listener uh, in Boston. Great fan of the show. Actually, Nathan, one time on his spring break, mm-hmm. drove out here. And came and sat in on our show when me and the other blonde lady had the show together. Mm -hmm. And that is how big a fan he is of WIBC. Uh, So here is Nathan's interpretation. 
I don't even like rap. And I know the lingo of the people who invented rap, right? So I, I'm going to just put it out there that Casey is right and your audience can get their mind out the gutter. Yes, in the context of rapping, blow was just another word for rap. Back then, it has since fallen out of fashion. Nobody says that anymore. But, and it was on its way out when Eminem used it. It was already old then. So Casey is not wrong. And your audience can get their minds off the cutter now. Okay? Mm-hmm. That is all. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. <laughs> Nathan said, said so, so. Okay, but here's the point, and this is yeah. why this is such a great conversation. Mm. Uh, we did got another phone call, oh, and this person appears to not be on the same page as Nathan. Okay. Um, now, I didn't get my education from the University of I lived in Detroit, or <laughs> I drove down to eight miles to go to work, <laughs> but I did listen to rap, and I listened to rap a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Started listening probably in the mid '90s till about 2006 time frame, and uh, that's all I listened to day in and day out. Um, now I know I'm wrong from time to time, and I could be wrong this time. Um, but I looked up what the word "blow" means in rap music, and uh, I didn't do a lot of research on it. Didn't have much time. I probably looked about 30 minutes or so, and I found RapDictionary.com. And according to them, it could mean one of two things. The first one being the white powdery substance Mm -hmm. that baby Biden likes. And the second one is, as I believe Kevin put it yesterday on the show, uh, to become popular, a blow up. Um, And lose yourself, the line is, you only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Once in a lifetime, I think, ties back to blow. As in, once in a lifetime to blow up, go viral, become popular. Uh, the other part that you read, um, that's what cracked me up. And uh, I don't really think you even know the song, Casey. Um, it goes, time's up, over, and you say, blow, so confidently. Listen to the song. It's time's up, over, blow, like a gunshot. Thanks, guys. Love your show. Have a good day. Yeah, he's uh, he's mimicking a gunshot when he says "blow." Yeah, and think about the power of this show, and we love our audience. That guy spent thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. That was such a thorough analysis. It was. It was. He did a good job. Th- this. He did his research. Now, if proud this, of you here, to that guy <laughs> who made that call, and we love you and thank you for doing that. That was mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. If you could just spend that much time figuring out where Hogsett was during the riots. That might be just a little bit better use of your time, but we do love and appreciate you listening. Mm-hmm. Okay, Casey, next phone call. I have no idea what this person is talking about. It oh. is directed to you. Of course. And Great. so, I look, I intro this, freely telling you I've, I've racked my brain for what this person might be saying or referencing. Okay. And so, if you don't know either, then that's okay, but it is directed at you. Hi, Bob and Casey. I love your show. This message is for Katie. We are so excited. Are finally going to start the next chapter. The your future will be so big. We're behind you 100%. Just give the word. I cannot wait. Thank you so much. 
you guys have a great day. Well, I have no idea what she's talking about. I, I thought, don't know, but that sounds amazing. I know. I thought I'm about excited. I thought about previous shows. I thought, what have we been referencing recently about her next chapter for you? Right. What are we talking about? I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like you made any. Sounds big like an awesome horoscope. Announcements. Though. No. I, just any idea what? Maybe she. No, she can be talking about the next chapter of our OnlyFans. No, because account. we just mentioned that today. This yeah. was obviously a, a voicemail from yesterday slash early this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have Kev. Any any help? Anything? Anything off the top of your head that she, what she could be talking about? I'm not really sure. Is it the same woman that commented on the Indian burial mound? Trip? Maybe it is. She she seemed like a horoscope. Or whatever you call them, like a fortune teller, yeah, maybe? astrology of some sort. Yeah. I don't know. That's amazing. I almost want to hear that again. Yeah, do you want to hear it again? Yeah, maybe because it, I'm help excited. Remind you? Yeah, yeah. What? Hi, Bob and Katie. I love your show. This message is for Katie. We are so excited. Are finally going to start the next chapter. The your future will be so big. You're behind you 100%. Just give the word. I cannot wait. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. Yeah, that was the same woman that said I would meet the love of my life in a foreign country. Maybe that's her thing. Maybe she's uh, one of those those, uh, tarot, what are they called, tarot cards? Yeah, tarot cards. Whatever. Yeah. This lady clearly listens to our show. We're going to need you to call back at 317-684-8444. Yeah, maybe she did a reading on me, and, and I, I got the world card. Provide some sort. Maybe this was the- Ten of Pentacles, the, the uh, sun card. The uh, Now, I'd like to remind you, I did invite you to church with me on Sunday. I know, but I- As you're ripping out the- uh, <laughs> I'm speaking her language. <laughs> I don't know. That's-, that's oh, If you could just call I'm back excited. and let us know what, what in the hell you're talking about, uh, <laughs> we would really, really appreciate that. Uh, Hammer joins us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning, it's 1047. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio from the Hammer and Nigel Show. How was your big speech with uh, Kloppenstein and all those folks? Oh, it was really nice. It was a really intimate setting. I met some really nice people. And uh, Did you rock that crowd? I, Did I you have like, the patriotic it. jacket on like that guy in Forrest Gump? <laughs> <laughs> Be it bleeping now! Yeah, I did hear from a few people on how they felt about Rob Kendall, though. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You you will learn, Casey, that uh, I pretty much consume everything I come in contact with, and that includes now, I guess, your personal life and things you do on your own as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, welcome to the team. Yeah, well, hey. it's it's part of the name, right? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, okay, so you got a letter we have to discuss. Oh yes, um, and I want to discuss this because you guys read it on the air. Well, you were gone yesterday, so two days ago, right? And the person wrote you this letter, and instead of writing your name, he actually drew a picture of a hammer. Right. So, first of all, this was a letter that had no name, no return address, the equivalent of the keyboard 
tough yeah. guy, right? And With you, a fake profile. And you actually open your mail. See, I, I make Casey open my mail. I do not, and I, people have known this for years. I do. If you're going to get me, you're not going to get me by sending me a letter. I don't open my own mail. That's because you can't get the envelope open. <laughs> but so I opened it up. We read it on the air, and this dude anonymously uh, rips me because I've been ripping Jefferson Shreve. Oh. Now, as you know, my thoughts on the mayor's race are. None of the above. Yeah. I plan to write in Abdul. Yeah. I'm still going to go vote. I'm going to do my civic duty. But neither one of these guys want votes from people like me. Neither one of them. So I'm not going to reward them with it. Jefferson Shreve hates me as much as Joe Hogsett does. Yeah, you're right. And... I'm not going to reward either one of these people with my vote. Now, my one vote's not going to make a difference, but bite me. It's my vote. Well, and it, but you got a crazy coupon lady. I assume she'll maybe line up the same way. Your oldest boy's eligible to vote. Now, right. we're putting, now we're putting a team together. There's a chance Abdul could set the record for most write-in votes yeah. in the history of the mayor's race this yeah. year. And that's what I'm doing. And look, you've never lived. If you go back in my office back there, there is an actual picture of someone who cast their ballot who wrote my name in, and I've got it blown up for U.S. Senate <laughs> last year. You've never lived, Hammer, until you have seen your name as a write-in ballot, knowing that in that person's mind, everybody else was so despised, they'd rather have you and you're not running. So this lunatic writes me this letter, and it's all about how horrible of a human I am, and I'm getting Hogshead elected, and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. And he writes at the beginning, Dear Hammer, but instead of writing my name out, Hammer, my last name, he draws a physical picture of a of hammer. A hammer. Mm-hmm. And it's well done. It's kind of well done. I yeah. mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I could not have drawn a hammer that well. Well, which is weird because it probably took him longer to draw the hammer than actually just write your name. And he signs it off at the end. Sincerely, MAGA R. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the name. Did that he you went feel with. emasculated because he said you were throwing a hissy fit? Now, I do not care what MAGA R has to say. Okay. I really don't. <laughs> okay. I cannot stress that enough. Remember how Trump used to refer to on Twitter because he'd run out of characters as like abbreviated names of people. So he would call Pelosi Nancy P. <laughs> Hillary was just crooked. <laughs> that's, that's MAGA R. MAGA R. So I'm the bad guy because I don't want to just reward a Republican who hates people like me with the vote. Hey, you know what I say? And I stand behind this. You're doing the right thing. Votes are earned. They aren't given. If someone doesn't earn your vote, don't give it to them. Most of my ballots left blank every year. So, and if anything, this has to be a message to the Indiana Republicans, the Marion County Republicans, because I know for a fact a lot of those folks did not like what Shreve did with his gun plan, yeah. but they kind of just shrugged their shoulders and said, what are you going to do? No, you can do something. You've got the hammer, no pun intended. <laughs> you can absolutely do something and say, okay, this is not what we stand for. Uh, you and I text a lot. Nigel's usually in our threads as well. Until he passes out. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, goes to sleep. So about eight o'clock, it just becomes Robin <laughs> Hammer back and forth. It's like Nigel's still in the thread, but with no no response. And then my favorite thing is he'll like wake up and then just have a random response for something three hours ago that we've already talked about. <laughs> You guys have moved on. Yep. He's just catching up. Right. He'll send us a whole new text thread with the story that we spent like five or six texts responding to. <laughs>
And you know, what? what? What did I miss? And nobody will respond to it. And then like he's wondering, well, how come they're not responding to this? Because we've already talked about it. I have a new favorite uh, Twitter account. And it is, if you've ever seen the movie Happy Gilmore, the main character bad guy was a guy named Shooter McGavin. What's yep. the, the actor? Christopher name? McDonald is the actor. Yeah, he's been in a whole bunch of stuff. He always kind of plays the arrogant, smarmy, you know, right. villain type guy. Obviously, Happy Gilmore is a, a comedy. But there's a Twitter account, a parody account on Twitter. I'm assuming he does not run this account. It's called Shooter McGavin underscore. Mm-hmm. And it's been around for a while. And it's always got all sorts of humorous things. It's got tons of followers. Oh, it's great. Former number one golfer in the world <laughs> and all around bad guy. <laughs> and he's got all sorts of funny takes on things, whoever runs that account. But one of the things he he has, he or she or whoever runs that has started doing is what they call the undeserved good guy or bad guy rap and they will take a movie character and they will whatever you perceive them as based on the movie they will make the case against that person so take like smalls right (laughs) you're killing me smalls (laughs) like everybody thinks smalls from the sandlot is this you know likable good kid that you know doesn't really have a lot of friends and he's the good guy yeah but Shooter McGavin disagrees. So here is his pose for Scotty Smalls from The Sandlot. And it's hard to argue. I mean, it's a really well... He should have been an attorney because this is a real <laughs> well-put-together case. So undeserved good guy rap, Scotty Smalls. Had no idea who Babe Ruth was. Had no idea what a s'more was. Stole his stepdad's baseball that was signed by Babe Ruth for a pickup game. Was a liability in left field with that noodle arm. <laughs> and lastly, the smartest kid in the group, but didn't think to knock on Mr. Myrtle's door after losing the ball. I mean, once you lay it all out there, like stealing the old man's Babe Ruth ball, yeah. like, that's yeah. a big deal. And then they covered it up. Remember they had that crappy signed uh, Baby Ruthie signature? Right. Had dog slobber all over it. You're right. You're right. Not uh, all heroes are the good guys. Yeah. <laughs> he falls into that category. One of the great lines in movie history was when they they go to Mr. Myrtle, who's played by James Earl Jones, and they, you know, he feels bad for him. He it turns out was this great baseball player. He knew Babe Ruth personally, and he goes. Uh, would you like to trade baseballs? He's got this signed ball on his, you know, display case. And they go, well, no offense, mister, but that ball really is signed by Babe Ruth. And he goes, so is that one, along with the rest of the 1927 Yankees. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of a power move right there. And then I love that Dennis Larry, the stepdad, he wasn't too mad that he got that ball from the 1927 Yankees. So he only grounded him for a month. Right. Dennis Larry, bad guy. <laughs> Not even a thank you. Hey, what's coming up this afternoon? Uh, we have got a uh, loaded show today. Bobby Burak from Outkick, oh. Tony Kennett. The side piece saunters yeah. into the program, and uh, we have an announcement at 4.30. Oh, Ooh, Nice tease. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.